Good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. We're proud to present our final speaker of the day, Michael Paris with AWS. Please give him a warm welcome. Thank you. Hey, yeah, so my name is Michael Paris, and I work with the AppSync and Amplify teams at AWS. And today, I'm just going to dive straight into a live demo to show you some of the cool stuff we've been building and how you can build web and mobile apps quickly using AWS technologies. Oh. If I can log in. So what is AWS Amplify, and what is AWS AppSync? AppSync is a GraphQL gateway that allows you to connect web and mobile applications to resources in your own AWS account using a new query language called GraphQL. AWS Amplify is really two things. First, it's a framework which includes a CLI that helps you develop and consume or, uh, services in your AWS account from web and mobile applications. Secondly, it's a brand new service that helps you deploy those applications to the cloud and even hosts your web apps without any, with minimal configuration. So today I'm going to show you how I built an application called ChatQL. It's a React application that depends on very few technologies. You can see my package.json here. I pretty much just depend on Amplify and a few other React libraries. And I'm going to show you how I went about, and I'm going to go ahead and do it. So what I'm going to do first is I'm going to initialize a new Amplify project. I've already downloaded the Amplify CLI. And this is going to kick off the project and launch a CloudFormation stack that serves as a root. So first, it's going to ask me for a name for the project, of which this is fine. It's then going to ask me to give an environment name. This comes with support for multi-environment, uh, so you can use multiple users and share code across your team without stepping on each other's toes. So I'm going to call my local environment local. It's then going to ask me, what is my preferred text editor? I prefer Visual Studio Code. I'm writing a JavaScript app. It already knows that I'm building a React application because it's looked at the package. It knows where my source is. It's asking where my build should go. How am I going to build it? How am I going to start it? The next thing it's going to ask me is if I'd like to use an AWS profile, to which I'm going to say yes. And I'm going to say my Amplify profile is good to go. So what it's doing now is it's deploying a root stack into my own CloudFormation account that's going to serve as the entry point for all of the other resources that I'm going to use to develop this application. It might take just a minute to do so. And it's going to, you're going to see it's going to create a few auth roles, an unauth role. It's going to provide access to resources like S3 that are authenticated using AWS IAM. As soon as this is done, I'm going to go ahead and start adding what we're calling Amplify Categories. So categories are basically sections or services that you would need to build common web and mobile app scenarios. The first one I'm going to do is I'm going to add auth. So on adding auth, what it's doing is provisioning an Amazon Cognito user pool that's going to serve as a user directory for the users in my application. It's going to come with a couple smart defaults that I'm just going to accept because they've been baked in and are, are preset to go. Next thing I'm going to do is add analytics. After I add analytics, what it's doing is adding a pinpoint endpoint that I, it's, I'm going to be able to use to record metrics for my client application. And it's not going to take any more than a few clicks. And now the last thing I'm going to do is I'm going to add an API. So this has a couple options. We're going to choose to use GraphQL because it has really great support for GraphQL and using AWS AppSync. It's going to ask for a name. It's going to ask how I'd like to authenticate my API. And since I just added auth, I'm going to go ahead and use my user pool. 
And then it's going to ask me if I have a GraphQL schema. So I do, but I'm going to say no. And then it's going to ask, do I want it guided? It's going to have a few smart templates. And when I click yes, it's actually going to open that file in my code editor that I told it at the beginning. So this is the dead simple start for an Amplify project using AppSync and Amplify. You can see that it's got this special directive, that at model. That's basically an annotation saying that this type to do is going to be a first class entity in my API, and I want to provision storage for it, and I want to connect CRUD operations so I can operate on it without much else. But what I'm actually going to do is start with something a little bit more complicated. So I'm just going to replace this. And for now, I'm just going to keep going, because it's going to take a second to deploy. So I'm going to click Enter. And then what I'm going to do is I'm just going to run Amplify Push. So what Amplify Push is doing is it's first compiling this simplified representation of my application, which I just copied into my schema.graphql. And it's transpiling it into a set of more complicated CloudFormation templates that are going to implement the data model that I've defined in this schema.graphql. So I'm going to get it going, because it's going to take about four to five minutes to deploy. But then we'll talk about what's going on in this schema. So what's happening here is Amplify comes with support from a library called the GraphQL Transform that we recently open sourced that allows you to define data models using this greatly simplified SDL, or schema definition language. And then that's transpiled into CloudFormation. So here you can see it comes with a few things. Right now, we're seeing at model. Like I mentioned, at model means that it's going to be a top level data. It's going to be a top level entity in my API. I'm going to be able to create these objects, update these objects, read these objects. I could even subscribe to changes in these objects as they happen in real time via GraphQL subscriptions. You'll also see that we have this at auth directive. The auth directive is there to protect objects, and it comes with a couple of common workflows. The first one is ownership authorization that says that each individual item can either designate a single owner or multiple owners that are going to have access to that object. And then all the operations are going to be pre-configured out of the box to, to protect those data using these rules. You can even combine these rules so that you can make more complicated workflows, such that admin users can update and delete, only users can create, and things like that. The last one we're going to see in this, in this file is this connection directive. The connection directive is there to allow us to associate objects between DynamoDB tables. So this is something that you would traditionally not uh, attribute to a NoSQL data store. But this allows you to create explicit relationships and then query those relationships between the entity types or the app model types in your API. You can see that for our application, we've got four types. We've got our user type, which is going to be used. The ID is going to be the username of the logged in user. We've got the conversation type, which acts as a bucket to hold messages. And we've got this message type, which is just going to be like any other chat message that you'd see in any other application. And then last, we've got this convo link type. The convo link type basically serves as a middleman to implement a many-to-many -many join between two tables in DynamoDB that you otherwise wouldn't be able to do. And then the last thing you can see is the subscription type. So the subscription type is a way for me to define operations that I want to be able to subscribe to. In this case, I'm defining a, connect, a subscription field on create combo link that's parameterized by a combo link user ID. You'll see that the field combo link user ID exists in my combo link type. The same for message conversation ID, you can see it in the message type. The reason for this is that these parameters are how we create subscriptions that are only listening to a particular subset of objects in our data set. And then connected clients will only be pushed the information that they actually care about. And then you can actually implement authorization at connect time when you first, or when you first call the subscription field. 
The at AWS subscribe directive is a special directive as well that the service and AppSync actually understands. And it's how you configure the PubSub and the PubSub broker that AppSync will provide for you out of the box so that you don't need any other excess information or configuration. So as soon this is going to keep going, you can see here what it's doing. So if I scroll this up, you can see we're creating a couple AppSync data sources. We've got some DynamoDB tables being created. There's some IAM roles, an identity pool. You can see our, our, pinpoint, our pinpoint endpoint is being provisioned, and more and more. Down here, you see resolvers are being written. Resolvers are AppSync's way of, of defining business logic such that you can read information from tables, operate, and create objects in, in DynamoDB tables and other data sources. So if I go jump over to my CloudFormation, I'll just show you what's going on. So here you can see my stacks being created. This is my root level stack right here that was created when I ran Amplify init. It then launched three other stacks using nested stacks, one for each of those categories that I just added. And we're almost done here with the API. There we are. Just another minute. So as soon as that's done, it's going to spit out an AWS dash. It's going to spit out a configuration file that an AWS exports file, and it's going to populate this with some of the information that was output from the CloudFormation stacks that we created. This AWS exports file is all the configuration that you're going to need for your Amplify project. And then your app.js file is basically going to be able to read that in to configure your, app, uh, your Amplify project. Sorry, index. Right here, I'm calling Amplify Configure on my AWS exports. That's all we need. It understands the categories, and it's ready to go. You can see that we have our pinpoint URL, and we have a GraphQL API that are provisioned for us, ready to go. So all I have to do now is npm run start. Well, first, you have to build your application, but I've already done that. And as soon as this is ready, we're going to see our Amplify login screen. So like I mentioned, Amplify is really a few things. It's the CLI. It's the service that we use for continuous deployment and for hosting of our web app. And it's also a set of libraries that make it really easy to consume and build applications that use AWS. So here's one. This is a component that comes out of the box that's just an Amplify authenticator. This authenticator implements all the logic you need in order to hook up to a Cognito user pool in order to start logging in users. So I'm just going to go ahead and create a user. I'll click Create. It's going to send me an MFA code to my phone. There we go. I'm going to confirm it, and then I'm going to be able to log in. There we are. I logged in, and here's our application. We've got a chat application. I'll go ahead and do that one more time in the Cognito window. No pun intended. And I'm going to do, I'm going to log in as my little brother. I use my other email. And then it's going to send me one more code to my phone. I'll get that code. There we go. And now I'm going to log in using that. So it's 538180. And then I'll log in. And again, I did not have to build this UI for this login. This is coming straight out of the box with Amplify. 
So here you can see on the left pane, it was pushed results in real time. So I'm going to go ahead and start a conversation between uh, Michael and Zach. I'm then going to open it. And here you can see that we've got chat. And it'll go to both sides. OK, so that's great. So we've got an application that's running locally. But what do we do next? Next, we need to figure out how do we deploy this into a development environment, and how do we deploy this into a production environment such that we can roll out changes as we go. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to jump back to my terminal. And I've got an empty Git repo here. You can see I've got nothing in it. I'm going to add everything. And then I'm just going to push it to my master branch. What I'm going to do next is I'm actually going to branch this twice. So I'm going to create a branch for my development environment, and I'm going to create a branch for my production environment. And then I'm going to check out my dev branch. I'm going to go change one piece of text. I'm going to add it. I'm going to commit it. And I'm going to push it to my dev branch in, on GitHub. I'm then going to check out that prod environment. I'm going to take that same piece of text, and I'm going to write production. And then I'm going to push that same thing to my, to my repo on GitHub. So now we've got three, three branches in this GitHub repository that implement that application. I'm now going to go to a new service that we just launched a few days ago called AWS Amplify Console. I'm going to go ahead and go down to Deploy. I'm going to say Get Started. I'm going to say my code is on GitHub. I'm going to pick my repository, of which I have quite a few. This is the React launch. And then I'm going to select first my dev branch. This is going to come with a set with a pre-built uh, build script. I'm not going to change anything. I'm just going to tell it the service role that I want it to use. And then I'm going to go ahead and click Save and Deploy. So while that's going, I'm going to do the same thing to the production environment. And then we can watch this as it happens in the pipeline. So as soon as this is done, we're going to go ahead and connect one more branch. This time, we're going to connect our prod branch. And I'm going to go ahead and click Next. I'm going to save and deploy. So the Amplify console understands the Amplify framework. It knows how to build Amplify projects. It knows how to deploy Amplify projects. And what it's doing right now is it's provisioning a container in order to build that project. This is going to take a few minutes, but you can see as it goes. It's essentially a CI CD pipeline where you can control it. And then what you can do is you can overwrite your settings in a build setting, which is either going to be a project-wide build setting or you can actually download this file and check it in on a per branch, ba per branch basis and have different builds per branch. This is going to take a few minutes to go. But then as it goes, we can kind of watch it as it deploys. What's going to happen is that it's going to step through its provision step, its build step, its deploy step, and then its verify step. And once the verify is finished, we're going to have an application that's running on, uh, running on AWS and is deployed uh, worldwide via a CDN network. You can also see, so now we're in the build. So it cloned our repository. It's then building our back end. So what's 
do, what it's doing behind the scenes is using the amplify build command. It's doing the same stuff we did before, where it's running amplify push. It's now going to start creating that first project, that first root stack, and you can see it deploying here. So now we've got another set of projects that are being deployed. This is one for our production branch and one for our development branch. One of the neat things about Amplify Console is that after it's deployed, it's, it's got a lot of neat things cooked in that you don't have to do any extra work for, such as atomic deployments. The way that it does that is it actually uses Lambda at Edge that once uh, a deployment is finished and we've uploaded all of our assets into a new S3 bucket, it uses Lambda at Edge to atomically switch the pointers at the edge so that you can immediately start seeing that new site, which is a big co uh, a common problem in a lot of front-end applications. While we're, while we're waiting on that, let's go ahead and check out some of the code to see what we can use from the Amplify project or from the Amplify packages in order to build these applications. So this is a pretty simple React app. It, as you saw, it only really depended on the Amplify library. And if you go in here, what we can see is how this is used. So what, what's going on is we're using the Connect component. The Connect component comes straight from the Amp AWS Amplify React library. And the Connect component has some cool things baked in. The first thing is it accepts a query. The query is how we're going to first fill the view. So it's a query that's going to go look. It's our get conversation query. So here you can see what we're running. This is a GraphQL query that's saying, I want to get a single conversation by ID. For that conversation, I want to get the first 100 messages, and then I just want to list those. The other thing that it's doing, let me see, is it's, it's adding a subscription. So our subscription, our query is listing all the messages. Our subscription then is opening a subscription to the conversation or the chat room ID and awaiting all new messages as they're made. But it doesn't have to actually make any new queries. They're being pushed messages in real time over MQTT via WebSockets. So it's actually opening a WebSocket connection and then running the, the MQTT protocol in order to get all the messages for this conversation. And then what we're doing is every time that the subscription comes in, we're going to go ahead and merge that subscription into our offline cache. So Amplify comes with an offline cache. What's new here as well, is, and I'm not showing it, is we actually have support for what's called a delta query. A delta query is what you use in order to, after you've read the full, t the full body of entities from the query and then subscribe to new, query or new messages from the subscription query, a delta query is there in order to tell you, how do I fetch new records, but only those special records that I care about in the event that I go offline and then come back online? This is big for a lot of offline use cases where you might not want to list all your objects again, and you only care about a subsection of, of, of records that have come from uh, while you were offline. So let's see where we are now. So we've got our backend building. You can see it's deploying a number of tables. We've got our conversation table, our convo link table, the message table, and more. The same we had before. While we're waiting for that, we can go ahead and look at some mutations as well. So subscriptions are triggered via mutations. That AppSync doubles not only as a GraphQL gateway, but also as a PubSub broker uh, that out of the box, you don't have to do any extra. You don't have to add your own PubSub. You just call a mutation, and you can subscribe to that thing. So if you're looking here, we've got a simple input. This is where I'm typing. And then on create new message, it's calling this create message function, which is a little helper around the, the mutations.create message mutation. So here again is my mutation. This is what's actually going to create that object and put it into DynamoDB. And if you remember back in my schema, 
the onCreateMessage subscription subscribes to the createMessage mutation. So as soon as this input calls the, the mutation that creates that object, I'm going to get pushed those records in real time. Just taking a few more minutes here, and we'll see. What's all, what also you can do here is there's more support. You can actually have your own domain. So if you want to, you'll see at the end of this, we're going to have a full website spun up, and it's going to be uh, deployed. But you can actually bring your own domain and attach your own website and your own, your own brand to the applications that you have here. You can also send notifications uh, when deployments happen. It's also going to send notifications via CloudWatch events during different deployment actions so that you can build more advanced CI CD workflows and add Lambda functions that will, might handle a deployment, run some integration tests, and then can roll it back if you need to. It also has rewrite rules so that if you, wanna, if you would like to go and say you had a blog and you had your main website and then you had a secondary blog website that was just static, rewrite rules allow you to basically have a sub path in your, on your website that allows you to view straight to that blog, and then you can get all the benefits of static websites for SEO and other, uh, other purposes. Just a few more minutes. You can see both of these are coming out. We can go check them in CloudFormation as well. There we are. Looks nearly done. There we are. And we're done. It's now going to do some things to save the end. And as soon as this back end build is finished, it's going to start and go ahead and start building my front end as well. Once it builds the front end, it's going to go ahead and deploy it. And then we're going to have a website. So here you can see it's just running React Scripts build. This application that I built was started with Create React App, so there's nothing special going on there. And then in just a minute, we'll have a website. We'll actually have two websites that we can use. The other neat part about this is that all of these flows are kicked off just by a normal Git push. So every time I change my code, I can just push to GitHub. That's going to instantiate this new build. And then it's up to you to basically merge your changes into the branch that you want to merge to that environment. Almost there. There we are. Completed. And then the last step is going to be our deploy and then our verify. The verify stage is neat, because what it's going to do is actually going to use a headless browser to render your application in a number of different form factors. And it's going to show you screenshots for what your app looks like on an Android phone, an iPhone, in a, uh, on a desktop browser. And it's going to be right there. Just waiting another minute. So there's, I mentioned model and auth and connection, but there's actually a few more here. The one that I'm not showing is there's an at searchable directive. What searchable does is it'll actually take one of your model types and it'll add an Elasticsearch cluster and it'll actually hook up a DynamoDB stream to your table, a Lambda function that's attached to that DynamoDB stream, and it'll move information from your Dynamo table into your Elasticsearch cluster, as well as hook up an Elasticsearch resolver and app sync that allows you to start doing full text search through an API with, without any extra work. Here we are, verify. It's deployed. It's verifying. And there we are. So now you can see I've got this app up. This is my development branch. Check QL and development. In just a second, we'll have the same here. Here's my prod branch. Check QL and production. And the same thing I can just go ahead and do right here. 
Well, actually, I have a different user, so let me go ahead and make a new one. And then it's going to send me another notification to my phone. So we got 943292. Oh, maybe not. Oh, 733-791. There we go. That's going to log me in. I'll then open another one of these windows, go to the same URL in my dev environment. And I'm going to make one more user, and then we can start chatting again. So here in less than, it's been 15 minutes, we have a backend for an application deployed in three environments, hosted live on AWS. Let me use my other one. Wait for that one. And just about in time for my computer to die. Let's see where we are. And just got it. We've got 312935 confirmed. I'm logged in. You saw the subscription push there. Here's another subscription push. Watch the bottom left, right there. And then I'm going to open up both these chats. And hello, reInvent in the dev environment. Great. So this is the simplified version of this application. If you want to learn more about how, this, about how you can expand upon this, there's a, a, a session on Wednesday. I believe it's MOB 320. I'll double check that. But it's about how we took this application. We added AI services. And then it creates a, a real-time translation version of this so I can write uh, one message in English, and then it'll come out in a totally different language on the right. That's pretty cool. Uh, it uses the same technology. It deploys on uh, Amplify Console. It uses the Amplify framework. And that's pretty much all I have for you guys. So thanks so much.